Yeah, the sharp uh, odds maker I talked to, he he thinks the Steelers are, are have the most value for next year at twenty five to one to win the Super Bowl, and then also the Colts, uh, you know, at fifty to one, the Colts. On this episode of Against the Grain, we'll talk Super Bowl futures with a Las Vegas insider, and I'll tell you why the Chiefs and 49ers are not going back to the big game. Hut, hut. We are cutting against the grain. Against the grain. Against the grain. Against the grain. Now your host for Against the Grain. Against the grain. Here's Andrew Perloff. Welcome to the Against the Grain, first post-Super Bowl edition. I'm Andrew Perloff, your host, here with producer extraordinaire Mario Miranda. Now, I would brag about all the cool things that I did in Miami for Super Bowl week, but Mario is stuck here manning the Dan Patrick Show phones in Milford, Connecticut, Yeah, and I could feel his depression from miles and miles away. Were you jealous of missing out at Super Bowl? That's probably so. I've been here for four years now, and you guys always are away. You know, whether it's Pebble, Super Bowl, uh, March Madness, that had to be the most FOMO I think I've ever yeah. had for any remote that you guys have done. Well, I was just telling somebody there were all these young women at the side of the set. I, I they must have been from a local college, and a couple of them were asking about you too. And and you know, very pretty women. I'm sorry you had to miss that, but you did a great job back here. Thanks. Getting that one caller per show for for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, that that has I have the most FOMO about this one. Yeah. You see, I saw it on social media. There's all these females tagging <laughs> the show and everything, and I'm like, yeah, we stayed at this like fancy pool scene. Uh, I didn't do any of that. I was too busy studying football, like focusing on the game, yeah. uh, screwing up my overbet. Yeah, I took it. I took the over too. Well, it, I know it, it made no sense. You could tell it was a sucker bet, but you still don't on a game like that. You don't want to bet the under. No, What's why the would point? you ever? Bet why would the you under? even bet if you're going to bet the under? Like it's not worth the money, especially with a team like you know Kansas City. That that's how they make their money. They're you know they yeah. score a lot of points. I uh, did win on Kyle Yushek getting over ten yards. I thought about putting some money on him, the 49ers fullback for MVP, because I knew he was going to be effective, and yeah. he was. He almost had two TDs. But that leads me to our first topic. Next year's Super Bowl, it's already been three days. You're hearing a lot about future bets. Yeah. I would not bet on the Chiefs and 49ers. First of all, the odds aren't good. But look at history. You think the Chiefs, they're poised to repeat, right? Patrick yeah. Mahomes is young. They have Kelsey. They have Hill. Their defense stepped up. When's the last time a team repeated? Patriots. 2005 Patriots. Yep. It's been forever. Teams do not repeat. Things change. There's so much talent in the AFC. I don't know how. Of course, they're the best team on paper right now. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But I don't even want that. Like that kind of logic doesn't work here. Just repeating does not happen. And it's even worse on the other side. Uh, San Francisco. First of all, they I think they showed their fatal flaw, with Jimmy G. But look at the Super Bowl losers over the last. Let's just go ten years. Okay, so the Rams missed the playoffs. They were at least nine and seven, but they weren't good. Yeah. Because. Year before that, the Patriots are the exception to all rules. They won the Super Bowl after losing to the Eagles the year before. Yeah. Atlanta, they lost Super Bowl, disappeared. Completely disappeared. Yeah. Two thousand fifteen Panthers, Cam Newton lost to the Broncos. Disappeared. Never missed came. playoffs the next yep. year. The Seahawks in two thousand fifteen lost in the divisional playoff, and that franchise has never gotten back to the Super Bowl. You go down the uh fourteen Broncos. Actually, they're a bit of an exception. Because yeah, because they, they went back and they won against yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim. Yeah, this is actually the Super Bowl year, so it's the 13 Broncos. So they got destroyed by Seattle, and they eventually came back in that weird Osweiler year. But yeah. you go down 
through history, Super Bowl losers, it's actually getting a little better than it used to be. It used to be Super Bowl loser jinx, but you didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah. Now teams are generally making the playoffs, but they're not winning. And San Francisco, look at that division. You have Jared Goff there, you have Kyler Murray there, and you have Russell Wilson there. Where does Jimmy G fit in that group? I think Kyler Murray's better than him. Okay. I'm J- not sure that's a consensus view, but I, I like it. I like. I think Kyler Murray's already better than him. Um, look what he did. I mean, they were what, a one-win franchise before that, and he had five wins this year with no no offensive line, no okay. nothing. Uh, we're not going to sit here and break down Kyler Murray <laughs> versus Jimmy G. Okay, Jimmy G versus Goff. I'm down on Goff after this year. I know he, I mean, even starting at the Super Bowl, he, what, they only scored 10 points? Three points. Three points. He didn't even yeah. score a touchdown. Okay. And then this year he puts up that. So uh, I got to see a little bit more, but I'd put... Jimmy G and Jerry Goff are the bottom of that okay, class. Okay, so you tie them at three. Russell Wilson won. One, exactly. I wouldn't accept anything else. but So that's that's telling. It's, a, it's still a quarterback-driven league. The mm-hmm. Niners proved you could run, but I feel like there's going to be some adjustments on that. Their front four is ridiculous. Bosa is insane, so that'll yeah. help. Certainly, they're a great team. Also, Garoppolo was coming off an ACL. He did have some amazing games this year. He had moments. It's just, for me, consistency. And even when he was completing passes in the Super Bowl, Mm-hmm. He wasn't hitting his guys in stride, and he killed a lot of their yards after catch by just being a, a bit off. I think the pressure of the Super Bowl got to him. Yeah, that would, that would make sense. Would you compare the Rams of last year to the uh, Niners of this year? Yeah. Good defense, kind of a quarterback that's well, been they, on no, and no, off. No, they were a prolific offense with Goff the year before. Uh, people already forget that. Yeah. They had an Brandon incredible Cooks, receiving core with Cooper Cup, Cooks, Wood, Cup. Uh, tight end production and Todd Gurley. But Gurley got hurt and the whole offense fell apart. And Aaron Donald's great, but he can't do it alone. A lot of problems on that team. So uh, I I think they're in trouble. We're going to talk to Todd Dewey of Las Vegas Journal Review about where the money's coming in on Vegas on the future bets. Also look back and see how the sports books did. I've read mixed things about where they won. This is the first really truly legalized gambling Super Bowl. Yeah. Widespread legalized gambling. Mm -hmm. So we'll get into that. Uh, Real quick before we do that, the topic du jour at the Dan Patrick Show has been Joe Burrow. Yep. Burrow was on the Super Bowl show on Friday. Yes. couple things. He said, uh, well, let's just play it. What he said about the Bengals and why it caused so much controversy. Here we go. This is from Super Bowl week, Dan Patrick Show. Do you want to hear from the Bengals? Look, whenever you're in the conversation for the number one pick, it's obviously a dream come true. Um, but they, I know they have a process to go through. I have a process to go through. So that's, it's a long ways away. But is being number one or going to the right team the most important to you? Combination of both. Yeah. You know, you want to go number one, but you also want to go to a, a great organization that's committed to winning, committed to winning Super Bowls. So obviously, Joe Burrow could have been more forceful saying, I want to go to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Just leaving it open like that has caused a lot of speculation. It always happens. You know, mm-hmm. first of all, the media wants there to be speculation and chatter. They don't want just to say he's going there. Yeah. So. That that's one thing to start. Uh, secondly, logically, he shouldn't want to go to Cincinnati because AJ Green may not return, and if he does, he's always hurt. Tyler Eifert's always hurt. Yeah. Joe Mixon, in my opinion, is a mixed running back. He has great plays, and then he has some off plays. Yeah. Tyler Boyd's good, but he's a number two. John Ross is is very never showed up. Yeah. The defense is terrible. That linebacking core is awful. They never stay healthy. I mean, they took Jonah Williams. The dude got hurt, like, on draft night. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so they're just a bad luck, you know, hard luck franchise of late. Uh, I get it why Joe Burrow doesn't want to go there. They're not. They're going to have trouble building a winner within his five-year window. Are you confident to say that, just given that clip, that he does not want to go to Cincinnati? No, I'm not. I, 
I don't think he gave he quite said that. I think we're Making, putting words into his mouth a yeah. little bit. The other thing is, every year for a few years now, quarterbacks have thrown at me at the Super Bowl. Normally, they, <laughs> they throw really hard. I can barely see it. Yeah, Burrow, you, you caught it. I caught everything Burrow threw, and yeah. he was trying to trying to get me. Uh, yeah, so Joe Burrow was uh, a little weak armed in the Dan Patrick show looking, but uh, his attitude was great. He was obviously a very competitive guy, and I went back and looked before he was on. I looked back at some of the highlights of the title game. First of all, he runs like crazy. Yeah, he's he so does. good running. Yeah, uh, and he's he's so smart. That was the he, one thing I came away from the title game that he can scramble and make something happen. Yeah. you know, outside of the pocket and you know get first downs with his feet. Yeah. So we'll see. I think that'll be the storyline of the next eight weeks. Does he speak up and say, don't take me Cincinnati to go to either Miami at five or Carolina and its former coach at LSU, Joe Brady. Uh -huh. I think Carolina would be an amazing fit. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they'd have to give to get up there. But the, the Bengals traditionally do like the simple thing in front of them. Most likely scenario is they take him number one. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk to Todd Dewey, Las Vegas Journal Review. I wonder if there's uh, what the odds are on Burrow that to he the goes Bengals. One. I bet it's good. Does but, uh, this talk affect that though? Like so before yeah, no, before this week or before we even had him on? I feel like we're driving this or the Dan Patrick show. We're one driving driver, a, yeah. a little bit. Before that, does the odds get affected because sure. of all this talk? Well, we'll ask how much. We'll ask Todd. Also, we'll ask him where uh, people think Tom Brady's going to go. All right, let's jump right in right now with Todd Dewey. All right, Todd, let's start with last Sunday. How did the sports books do with the Chiefs winning 31-20? Well, out here in Vegas, the sports books did really well. It was their second biggest win and betting handle or amount wagered on the Super Bowls since they started tracking them in 1991. The books won $18.8 million out here off total bets of $154.7 million. And that just uh, the only ones bigger than that was the Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl. They won 19.7 mil, and the bigger hand though was a couple of years ago Eagles Pats uh, 158 million. So they did really well out here. I know in the rest of the country uh, they didn't do as well as yeah. they lost on the Chiefs. Yeah, but out here, you know, it's close to California, and that had a lot to do with it. There was a lot of big uh, money line bets on the 49ers, especially at the Northern Nevada books uh, up in Reno and Lake Tahoe, where everyone jumps over from California to bet big on the Niners. So that had a lot to do with it. And the game staying under was really the biggest factor. Everyone yeah. was all over the over out here. So we're going to jump all the way ahead to next year. Now I understand I read, read on your paper that a lot of people are already betting the futures are a lot of those people who bet on the Super Bowl. Do they just keep their, their money in the book and just go for it for next year? Yeah, speaking with the guys out here, they say that Monday, the Monday and Tuesday after the Super Bowl is usually the two biggest days for futures, that everybody cashing their tickets on the Super Bowl, maybe they won't roll it all over, but they'll definitely place some bets on their teams on the way out of town, and they've taken action on just about every, or, oh, they have taken action on every team. And so is it is most money coming in on the Chiefs to repeat? Uh, we were just talking about that no one's repeated since 2005, the Patriots, that it feels like the Chiefs and the Niners are still the two best teams. And I always get in the same, whenever I'm doing a Super Bowl prediction, I have trouble um, you know, looking ahead into what's going to go wrong. I see them as the best two teams. How come, in your opinion, it, doesn't, it, it seems to never work out that way? It seems like betting on the Chiefs or the Niners for next year is the dumbest thing you can do. 
Yeah, no, it's so tough. To, it's so much parity in the NFL right now. And as we've seen, you know, with all the injuries that could happen and then, you know, it looked like the Ravens were going to be rolling to the Super Bowl with the home field and then the upsets in the playoffs. So you just never know. But you're right. People remember they bet on what they just saw and they just saw the Chiefs beating the Niners. And so the Chiefs are 7-1 favorites going into the Super Bowl. And then they were readjusted, reopened at 5-1 to one on Monday. Now it's down to 4.5-1. to one. Oh, wow. Uh, so people, yeah, people are betting on the Chiefs. And then you get the Niners and the Ravens right behind them at 8-1. Uh, to one. So is there a dark horse or a team that's not as obvious as them that you think is getting a lot of bets already? Yeah, I just spoke with uh, a couple of odds makers uh, this morning before coming on with you, and they said uh, at least for the surprise teams getting a lot of action. You know, the public, the, the betting public always wants a you know lottery ticket, put a little to win a lot, and uh, so they're, they're betting on the Dolphins at a hundred to one, thinking they have a lot of draft picks and a lot of wow. space and Fitzpatrick and Parker. They're betting on the Lions at eighty to one. Had a lot of injuries this year. You know, they have the skill position players, Stafford and Kerryon Johnson, Galladay, Hawkinson, number three pick. Uh, they're betting on the Giants at 80 to 1. You know, right. Jones and Barkley, the number four pick. Todd, the Giants, Dolphins, or Lions are not winning the Super Bowl. Can this be? I mean, yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> this feels like wasted money. I, it, I guess if you're trying to get 80 to 1, but it's a. Is it realistic? Do you remember any team that's ever surprised that much in recent years? No, just the only one that's really been a long shot the year before. You have to go all the way back to, what was it, 99 with uh, the Rams yeah. when uh, Kurt Warner took over. That was that was a big one. They were like at least uh, triple digits. I think it was at least 100 to 1. Well, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, as far as the, the sportsbook guys told me, those yeah. are the teams taking some action. Like I said, People are betting on every team and taking a shot. Also, the Raiders out here, of course, at they're at forty to one, and that's probably more. Um, you know, they have some young talent and offense and draft picks and, and cap space too. But that's more of a case like they did with the Golden Knights out here, which yeah. just loaded up on the home team. Well, I was wondering about that. I see these odds even coming into this year, where the Raiders' odds seemed a little unusual, unusually optimistic. So is, are people in Vegas just going to bet the Raiders just because they're the home team? Yeah, that's why one of the odds makers told me they're more, if their name was the Dolphins and not the Raiders with the same team, they'd be 100 to 1 or more. But yeah. since they're the Raiders and they know they're a big public team and everyone's going to bet on them out here, so they don't want to have so much liability, so they put them at 40 to 1. Oh, I see. And the Tom Brady odds, too. I saw the Raiders jumped up like crazy in that. And I know Schefter tweet, uh, said it on Sunday that the Raiders would be interested if he doesn't go back to New England. Uh, is there a lot of money coming in on any team other than the Patriots for Tom Brady's next home? Well, actually, the Raiders uh, moved up from 20 to 1 to 4 to 1 wow. to get Brady. Because uh, about a week ago, I think last Thursday it was, where there were some reports that Brady bought a house out here. I mean, he probably has houses in a dozen places, right? Wait, but he bought a house in there. Vegas? I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, there was a report that he bought a house out in Vegas. I mean, it's unconfirmed. Maybe he did it through some corporation. Um, I think it's called Discovery Land. He has a place in Idaho with them, and they, they have a complex they're building out here near Red Rock. I don't think it's uh, it's been even uh, developed yet, but apparently he bought, bought in there. And, and so as soon as that happened, people started 
And then he was out here for the UFC fight talking to Mark Davis. And yeah, just those, those things alone uh, caused people to bet on the Raiders to land them and move up. Yeah. The Pats are still a minus 300 favorite to get Brady back, but the Raiders are at four to one. And then the chargers at six to one. And then it goes to double digits on the Titans and the Colts. Do you think that this is wishful thinking on the media's part to drum up this Tom Brady story? Or do you think there's anything there? I don't know. The only thing I'm actually from the New England area, and the only thing I could that gives me pause is him putting his house up for sale back there. Yeah, his trainer putting his house up for sale and wanting to be an unrestricted free agent. So that's the only thing, or, or you know, the only thing I could think is that he wants to prove he could win one without Belichick. But you know, is this really the time to do it? That was a early. I, I don't see him going though. I think he's going to go back, and and honestly, like. Maybe Belichick wanted to keep Jimmy G a few years ago and over Brady, but now, you know, Brady's definitely the Pats' best option at quarterback. I don't see what's a better option than Brady at this point for the Pats, right? Well, I was excited about Jared Stidham coming out of Auburn, but it wasn't there. I mean, they put him in one game, and then they had to pull him out and put Brady back in this year. So it's not going to be Stidham. Uh, we were trying yeah, to say here on the Dan Patrick show that they'll trade for Jimmy G straight up for Brady, <laughs> but I don't think that anything like that's going to happen. So to me, you're right. It's Brady or, or bust. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, well, you know, Schefter did report that the Raiders were going to pursue Brady if he becomes a free agent. So if he doesn't go back to New England, the Raiders and the Chargers are the favorites and they're both reported that they'll go after him. But, but right. I mean, the Patriots are still, uh, a heavy favorite to, to keep him, and odds makers in Vegas think it's a long shot that he leaves New England. Now, I know that they handicapped the draft. Is it mostly the number one pick? Does it seem out there like Joe Burrow to the Bengals is the most likely outcome? Yeah, the uh, bookmakers in Vegas think uh, Burrow to the Bengals are, you know, it's a lock that he's going there for sure. They're just wondering who's going to trade up uh, to number two to, to grab Tua. Oh, you think Tua? Is that because everyone says every mock has Chase Young going to the Redskins at number two, the defensive end? Uh, I, yeah. I I love it. That'd be great spring if uh, Tua was uh, went number two. But feels like everyone has Tua at five to the Dolphins. So I I don't know. I'm not sure. There's, but you're right. Do quarterbacks always jump up? Don't they? Yeah, at least one of the sharp uh, odds makers out here is convinced that teams are going to end up um, trading up to get Tua in that spot. He doesn't think it's going to fall to the Dolphins. But, you know, that's one opinion, of, of course. Uh, you never know what can happen. But Well, I like it because, you know, it's funny. We talk a lot of draft. Like we had Todd McShay on the DP show this week. And it, it's sort of right now everyone's not really thinking it through, saying, well, well Tua will be there at five, but – you're right, we don't know. You know, he was on Super Bowl week, and he was limping a lot. Not limping, but he was walking very gingerly. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, if they're going to do medical tests on that and if that would affect the odds, but it doesn't seem to me like he's playing this year. I, I, that, that Something like that would definitely affect the odds, right? Yeah, it definitely would. Uh, the books out here haven't put up the odds yet on the draft, but right. there's supposed to be a, a ton of different odds you could bet on out here. They proved that a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. And did you see how they're going to – looks like it's going to be a spectacle out here with the yeah. – you know, boating them out to the stage at the Bellagio, and <laughs> well, them off the Caesars, shutting down the strip for a few days. You know, they don't do that just on New Year's Eve usually. That's what I wanted to ask you about. I wanted to ask you two things. One, 
What are you hearing about the draft preparations? Is it really going to be as crazy as they're presenting? And second, what's the new stadium looking like right now? The new stadium looks amazing. It's really just kind of surreal. You drive up the highway and it's just right across the street from Mandalay Bay and right at the end of the strip. We haven't obviously had, hasn't been developed inside. Or I haven't got a tour of the inside yet, but from the rendering, it's going to be awesome with the, you know, a window where you, a window where you could see the down the strip from inside the stadium. And it's just a big shiny black spaceship. People are calling it the Death Star. Yeah. I love it. I feel like it's yeah. Vegas will be a like, great football uh, tourism destination. You know, I, I I don't know if Raiders fans are going to buy all the tickets, but I'm from Philadelphia. I know my parents would love to go if the Eagles were scheduled to play Raiders. Like that's a great weekend. You get a game. You don't have to go for it. Like basically, you can stay in one of, in lots of places. And the way you're describing, you can just walk over to the game, right? It's not a big pain at all. Well, you're probably going to have to get an Uber because it's across the highway from Mandalay Bay. Oh, okay. It's not it's not right on the Strip. So, yeah. But, but yeah, it's very accessible and uh, it'll be easy to get to from uh, the Strip. And, no, you're right. Just like they have, you know, bucket list uh, trips out to Vegas for March Madness. And, and for the Knights games, have been a huge hit out here where, you, you know, make a trip around a, a game with your team out playing the Knights. Same thing with the Raiders. Yeah, every every week I would think people would be flying from all over, uh, all over the country to see their team play the Raiders. Yeah, I'm wondering how that's going to be kind of with the crowd. If you know, yeah, like the Chargers, you know, right? Chargers game, t- yeah, the road exactly. team. I don't think it would be that bad, but <laughs> well, depends on how the Raiders look. Uh, you know, there are a lot of questions for that team heading into next year. I mean, like you mentioned, there's pieces, but they a lot has to come together by September. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And Derek Carr is a big question mark. Yeah. You know, it came out that, that Gruden wants to go after Brady. So, Carr, that's been a lot of, uh, the, you know, the question mark if Carr is going to come back, if yeah. he's their quarterback of the future. But, you know, he got some good pieces of Waller at tight end and and uh, the running back there, Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah they, they still need a lot. No, they, <laughs> yeah, they're still a ways away from winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Although it didn't stop guys from betting on him. Uh, at the Westgate out here, to yeah, so they took like five hundred to win ten grand on the Raiders to win the AFC, and oh my five hundred to win twenty grand on the Super Bowl. There were a couple of realistic Super Bowl sleepers out here. I didn't tell you about. Oh, let me hear them. Yeah, yeah. The sharp uh, odds maker I talked to, he he thinks the Steelers are, are have the most value for next year at twenty five to one to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, because in his opinion, without Roethlisberger, he was saying it was a high school offense without Roethlisberger and you know once he gets back they have a strong O-line great receivers and you know a top five defense and he thinks they get they have the most value at at 20 to one or higher and then also the Colts uh you know at 50 to one the Colts you know they lost a few of those games because the field goals this year and and uh you know uh had some injuries a couple tough losses but that's one of the teams mentioned for Brady because everything seems to be in place with a good defense and running game and O line and just need the quarterback in there. But they were hearing some rumors about Amari Cooper possibly going there if he doesn't resign with the Cowboys. So what those are the two right there. What about the Chargers? They seem awfully high to me and they seem to be getting a lot of buzz right now. They're not yeah, I guess just with the quarterback question, who's yeah. gonna be their quarterback? Are they gonna go with a rookie from the draft, maybe Herbert or someone, or what? are they gonna but I've seen them like twenty-five to one. 
in that range. You know, when they were a losing team last year, they're I see them right between the Titans and the Colts on this list I'm looking at now. You know, I don't and if Rivers is gone, if, I feel like they should be in the bottom rung in the league, but for some reason they're not. Maybe people are thinking Brady might might go there or Cam. I'm not sure what the deal is. Do you think uh could, could you understand a Chargers bet? Well, they probably get out here in Vegas at least they get more action on the California teams too, so that might okay. put it up there. And the fact that they have all the pieces, you know, you know, good young defense of Bosa and Ingram and you know, running backs, tight end, receiver. Yeah. But but the big thing is uh yeah, no, I think they should be lower too. I agree with you. Um I can't see why they're that high. Interesting. Uh, I like one dark horse. I, I I don't know if I mentioned it. the Panthers because I love Matt Rule. Now I have no idea how personnel wise that would work. I love Matt Rule and I love Joe Brady, uh, their new offensive coordinator. Uh, but then I, I just like I feel when you're taking these dark horses, you're really sort of defying lo- logic to think that they're going to get there. You think if I put a little on the Panthers, that's a good move? Well, they're one of the lowest ones right now, right? What are they like a hundred to one? I see them at sixty to one here, but yeah, they pro- they might be down at a hundred to one, but. Yeah, I mean, you never know. The Niners were forty to one at this time last year. Okay, and they got there. And they as got long close. As you get a team to get there, you could hedge on the other. You know, hedge your bets at that point. But if you get one of these big futures heading into the playoffs, even deep into the playoffs, you'd be in a position to you know hedge your bets and win some money. All right. Uh, and by the way, how did they set the XFL lines? Like, what what are they? I saw one. Uh, the DC defenders are seven and a half point favorites over Seattle. That's a huge spread for, uh, an opening week game. We were, we were talking here at the DP show offices. We should just bet all the underdogs because what, did, how can you even set a line? I'm sure what they do. I, I didn't, I, honestly, I haven't talked to any of the guys about, uh, setting the lines on the XFL, taking a few days off after the Super Bowl. Here, <laughs> yeah. but, but I, but I know what they do is, uh, they just look at the rosters and uh, try to come up with their power ratings for each team <laughs> that way. And, you know, a lot of it is who the quarterback and the coach is. Of course, but you, you, we know that's not how football works. Anyway, I'm, I think I'm going to put I'm sure a, you can't go wrong by going on the underdogs. No, that's probably a good play on, yeah. on, on that other league that worked out. What, the American Alliance there? What was the AAF? Yeah, I, well, I don't want to get burned by the XFL like I did by the AAF because I was all in. I'm like, ah, oh, I love this spring football. It didn't really work out, but I hope the XFL is better. You think it'll work? I don't know. I'm always skeptical. Honestly, any like new pro league that pops up like that, I just expect it to fold, really, like the AAF, too. <laughs> yeah. We all want to be optimistic at the beginning, and we miss football, but it always ends up going down the tubes. Of course, of course. I remember when the XFL started out here, though. It was crazy. I was out at that first game where Vince McMahon was at midfield, you know, yelling, this is the XFL, oh, and what, they had to scrum for the ball at midfield. He hated me. He was a I, former UNLV player. Oh, Rod Smart went to UNLV. I love it. That's great. Uh, all right, well. But I'm yeah. – <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I'm with you, though, in the XFL. Like, I was a degenerate back then. Uh, I remember <laughs> high-fiving my roommate and almost breaking his hand after I hit a three-teamer <laughs> on a six on the XFL. He's like, dude, it's the XFL. And I'm like, well, it's a $50 three-teamer I just hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like a litmus test for are you a degenerate. It's how much money you put on the XFL back then. <laughs> but uh, All right, well, I'm sure you'll be watching with me uh, this weekend. But I really appreciate your time, Todd, and we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks a lot for having me.
Todd Dewey, Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, his editor is a man named Bill Bradley, who hired my friend Don Banks, the NFL writer who sadly passed away. Mm-hmm. So I know Bill a little bit, and uh, he said Todd knows the inside. I think he's being a little humble. Like it's funny when he says the sharps are going this way. I immediately put down everything and be like, "All right, this <laughs> this is what's happening." Uh, that's really the my one of my takeaways is Tua at number two, something that we hadn't really thought about much. No. Uh, because the Redskins so desperately need defensive help, but maybe yeah. they say I could trade down to four and get a Chase Young um, or you know maybe like a Isaiah Simmons or something the next level down. But uh, it really interesting talk about that. I can't wait till the odds come out. It's going to be Burrow heavily to Cincinnati. Yeah, but you never know. After this week on the DP show, uh, so you like my XFL strategy? I was trying to be humble with Todd, but oh, I, yeah. I'm going all in. I'm going to set a parlay on this, and I'm. Also, because I, I love the Seattle Dragons, I think, are my team. Are they? Do you have a team yet? No. I mean, the New York Guardians, I was looking at just because they're local. Maybe I can get out to a game. But no, there's nothing that sticks out about any of them. I like, I mean, I liked Cardell Jones when he was with uh, Ohio State. Oh, maybe I love I, Cardell Jones. That's maybe a good jump reason. on uh, DC. Should we, as a podcast, jump on a team? I feel like DC defenders already have backing. Okay, I That'd think it back. should be Seattle Dragons. Where does the New York team play? They play at MetLife. Oh, they do? Okay. Yeah, they're going to play at MetLife. Oh, that's a pain. They're, and they're I back mean, and forth to Between Jersey. me and you, nobody's really listening. Their jerseys are like kind of ugly. <laughs> I don't know if I really want to support them. Hey, we can, we don't ruin our press pass here for this. <laughs> uh, by the way, just to finish a thought on the futures, Miami, that's crazy. Like, if no, they win no, the Super Bowl yeah. next year. But, uh, you know, what, how about, I'll throw a couple teams. You just tell me. Arizona, huge long shot. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, we just talked like. about it in the beginning. Bruce Arians catches fire with Tampa Bay if they get Jameis. With Jameis? They keep him there. Uh, Panthers, I'm a little interested in. Maybe my, my only dark horse that really interests me is Atlanta Falcons. because. But I've said this every year since the Super Bowl. I mean... Julio's there and Matt Ryan's there. To me, that's a great start. Yeah, but every, they get hurt every year. They kill me. I'm still going to throw. A They're little not going to resign. Who was it on Vic Beasley? Yeah. By the way, real quick aside, they like the the team Twitter said we're not going to uh, uh, pursue negotiations with Vic Beasley. I'm like, why do you have to tweet that out? Yeah, just why not don't just let do it go? It. Yeah. And then of course everyone said, "What's your shores?" And they're like, "We're the shores, you idiots." But I'm like, "Well, why do you? Have to, that's not even a headline." Yeah, yeah we're, it's like uh, we don't like this free agent. We're not going to talk to him. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, <laughs> let you, him go on his way. Did that strike you as one of yeah, the? Yeah, uh, it was weird. I'm a big fan of NFL team sites. By the way, the Carolina Panthers follow them. If you Are follow. They fun? They're hysterical. Really? They've had to actually, I think, tone it down now <laughs> because they were starting to get attention. They're, they, Whoever runs it has the best sense of humor. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, I, the owners are probably like, be cautious. But when they have fun, that's the best. When, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When team sites talk trash. Oh, yeah. That's the best. Uh, so, anyway, that was a little gambling talk. Uh, next week, I think we should talk a little bit of XFL. You're going to put some money on? Yeah, I'm Over, doing it. For I'm, sure? Okay. Absolutely. I am too, just because you are. You influence me. But I'm not going to do, I'm not going to group all those uh, underdogs together. I'll try a little bit on that, but uh, I think I'm going to, each individual underdog, let's see how we do next week. Okay. And uh, draft talk and free agency talk is really going to start an earnest. Draft talk. Prime time. I love draft talk. I got to tell you, one reason is I love the NBA. Yeah. Just give me the Clippers and Lakers in the conference finals. We're trying to drum something up here, but- 
put the Bucks against the Lakers and let's do it. So I feel like the other sports, after we get past that Mookie Betts trade, are down. And the NFL yeah. offseason is going to storm in and take Big over Big NBA everybody. trade just happened. Well, what was that? D'Angelo Russell. Oh, God. Timberwolves. Yeah. Him and Carl uh, Anthony. I don't like D'Angelo Russell's game. What? Because he's uh, the kind of, Reggie Miller said on the show, he's like not like the Warriors kind of player. He's like a dribble shoot guy. Yeah, I think he's going to be good with Carl uh, Anthony. I mean, you got a, a young nucleus there. Yeah. It's, uh, why is he on his third team in less than a well, year, it was year and a half? Widely reported that the, the Warriors only picked him up just to trade him, just to get some assets in return. <sighs> Who came on the show? Uh, Mark Stein came on the show the day after they uh, signed yeah. and traded. What do you think of my Sixers? Any chance that's going to happen? Uh, Giannis, Giannis, the Heat just made a bunch of moves. Yeah, the uh, Pacers just got Oladipo back, and they've been able to stay afloat. Actually, play really well up until this point. They did trade for Alec Burks. I looked at that last night. Yeah, he's averaging know. sixteen points a game. I know. Trust me, is, my you, you should see this. My phone every night. Trying to go to bed, and there's 600 Sixers <laughs> tweets. I have a group of four friends who tweet about how to fix the Sixers all day long. But uh, I will spare everybody listening to that if anyone is actually still listening right now. Uh, we will be back next week with NFL free agency and NFL draft talk right here on Against the Green. <laughs> Give me some sound effect, Mario. <laughs> Thank you.